Lines. Welcome back to Fault Lines with Nixon and Stranahan on 105.5 FM and 1390 AM. Your morning drive fun news show every Monday from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. 202-521-1320. We have with us now Michael Nevradakis. Dialogos Radio and Media uh, uh, show is di- his uh, website's dialogosmedia.org. He is in Greece. And Wait, we're is talk- that how you, we've been pronouncing it wrong the whole Dialogus, time? Dialogos, Dialogos. Because I thought it was just, Michael. Hey, Michael, pr- pronounce it for us. Well, in Greek, it's uh, it's pronounced Dialogos. Oh, why well, was see? We were it saying up. we're we're dumb Americans, so we've been saying dialogues. But I guess it's from I guess dialogue is from the Greek word. Go ahead, Dial say it soap. again. Yes, it's it, it's uh, yeah, it's the the English version of the word. Okay, good, because that's what we're going to use, because we're having enough trouble with scripal. Yeah, exactly. So, so. I, 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 trust me, I have my difficulties with Stranahan on on a given day. So, what's going on? I understand. No, well, yeah. So, we want to talk about the script. It relates to the scripal thing, right? Because, uh, we we've talked about how a number of NATO countries have expelled Russian diplomats, but not all of them. Right, and so yeah, what's going on with that? So, Greek and Cyprus both uh, have have said that they are not expelling Russian diplomats. What do you know about that? Well, uh, it's true. Both Greece and Cyprus have not expelled uh, Russian diplomats at this time. And in fact, I've been looking here at um, a recent uh, piece from Sputnik, uh, quoting Greek diplomatic sources, saying that for the moment, at least, Greece has not announced or taken any decisions on the expulsion of Russian diplomats. Um, And there's something very interesting in the statement here. It says the Greek public perceives any steps that could lead to aggravation of relations with Russia negatively. So this unnamed diplomatic source is mentioning something that's really quite important here. There's a, a, a historic and cultural affinity between the people of Greece and the people of Russia and a decision on the part of the Greek government, and the same is true for Cyprus as well, to to take tougher measures to enact sanctions against Russia would be met with um, public disapproval in Greece and in Cyprus. So that looks like it's a major factor in this decision. Well, one of the things that we've discussed, um, we've been discussing as we've been, you know, going over the countries that that are expelling diplomats is. Um, that just today, new information came out as to um, the, the 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 location that the investigators believe that these poisoning happened. And one of the things we've been discussing is that um, these actions, punitive actions, have been taken against Russia in what appears to be the very early stages of the investigation, when they don't have um, a lot of information about it. And that seems kind of odd. Is that discussion going on in Greece or in the Greek yeah, media? How is, this, how is this story perceived in Greece right now? Well, I think there's two ways to answer that question. There's the mainstream media view. And uh, from what I've been reading, whether it's just headlines or, or anything else that's being discussed in the Greek mainstream media, uh, it's really not much different than the coverage you'll get from most of the international media. Uh, most of the major Greek media outlets um, 
have very, let's say, pro-Western views and pro-EU views, so they are pretty much following the line that has been set centrally from the European Union in this instance. Um, at the same time, the public discourse, what people in Greece are actually saying, uh, is much different. They view everything that the European Union and NATO are doing with a great degree of skepticism. Uh, and again, this harkens back to the fact that uh, the people of Greece and the people of Cyprus have uh, great affinities toward the the people of Russia. And, and a second factor that I'll add to that is the fact that there's also just a general mistrust in Greece. Uh, of both the NATO and European Union institutions. And that's despite the fact that Greece is a member of both the EU and NATO. Well, you know, what bothers me, so I, I'm very pro-Western. <laughs> this is what bothers me about it. I'm pro-Western. You you know me, Garland. Do I seem pro-Western to you? Pretty well pro-Western to me. I'm very pro-Western, but I'm a Republican, right? But... When someone came on our show and was like, Hillary Clinton killed people, I'm like, well, well, well wait a minute. I don't like Hillary. We Neither Garland or I no. like Hillary Clinton on, at all. I, I, I'm on the left of Hillary Clinton, so I don't like, I don't like well, her either. We don't either. like her. But, but when someone gets accused of something, you need to have proof of it. And if there was proof that Hillary Clinton killed somebody, Garland and I would spend quite a bit of time <laughs> talking about that over and over and over again. So I'm pro-Western, but this story to me, is nuts because the police themselves are still doing an investigation whereas the politicians and the media have gone right along with them i guess i'm pro-western garland i guess i'm not so pro-politician maybe that's the problem uh you know what i mean well there's a matter of priorities here and if your priority is find you know being able to substantiate so what's the discussion there in greece amongst the you know the people that it certainly appears to me that what i'm hearing is what i hear a lot of other, uh, uh, hearing a lot of other places and what i'm seeing throughout europe in the eurozone voting wise now and that is that the people in charge are still attempting to portray that their countries are very pro eu and pro eurozone but the people of the countries are drifting further away from that because they don't see it as working for them Right. I, I do believe that's true, and I do believe that's a trend that we're seeing in many countries of Europe, including Greece. Um, what people are saying here is uh, exactly what uh, you guys were just talking about. I mean, I, I think public opinion here in Greece sees this as a witch hunt, and I think there's also a lot of uh, unease uh, amongst many people that all of these actions that are being taken – um, are going in one direction, and that direction is to eventually lead to some kind of uh, broader war. Uh, I mean, you do hear even some people, even in a conversation I had yesterday just with friends, uh, that more and more people are uneasy about the possibility of a World War III. And I mean, I think people understand that a, you know, if there was a World War III, it would be different in a lot of ways from the previous two world wars. But what people are, are basically understanding is that uh, the governments of many Western countries seem to be hell-bent on, uh, on creating a new Cold War. 
Um, and they're taking actions, as he said, that are going against, first of all, public opinion in many of these countries, certainly in Greece. Even though it looks like in Greece, actually, the government has so far at least been swayed by public opinion on this issue and has not expelled any diplomats. Um, that looks like uh, <laughs> that's one thing that's happening, and I think it's 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 part of a broader credibility crisis that uh, institutions such as NATO and s such as the European Union are uh, are currently facing in um, in much of Europe. Uh, I, you know, it really does look like a witch hunt. I think the story has already changed several times. They're saying now that the, the spy was poisoned, I believe, on his doorstep. That's exactly right, yes. Uh, Warney saying in this early on that he was sitting on some bench near a restaurant. <laughs> I mean, it's we're very early on in the investigation. There doesn't seem to be any concrete evidence of anything. And yet, you see the, such decisive actions being taken by you know by by so many different western governments and and one of the things that i thought was really laughable was the reaction i would believe it's six countries that have said that they are diplomatically boycotting the world cup the football world cup. i saw that iceland right <laughs> and and i kind of saw that because iceland's expected to do i i don't know enough about the world cup was iceland's expected to be a big contender there I don't think they were expected to be a, a big contender, even though they were, from what I recall, one of the surprise teams of the previous European Cup in uh, 2018. Yeah. But it, it's pretty ludicrous because we're talking about a diplomatic boycott, which means that the teams are still going to play. Oh, really? Like Iceland. Oh, really? You know what's interesting? No, wait, wait, wait. Keep, keep going. Because I, I heard, thought they were going to thought I thought a boycott meant... You know, a boycott. That's what I would have assumed. But you said this is the kind of boycott. It's like this. Hang on one second. Let me boycott Starbucks. Hang on. Mm. Yeah, he's drinking. His, he's drinking his Starbucks coffee. There we go. I'm boycotting them, <laughs> but I'm diplomatically boycotting them because in my head I'm going like, mm, caribou coffee. Mm. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts. That's what I'm thinking in my head. But I'm drinking Starbucks. What does this mean? What's a diplomatic boycott? What does that mean? Saying, you know, I'm not going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to send my, you know, my assistant or my intern. Right. Yeah, there you go. Starbucks. Pro Producer Eric. Producer Eric. I'm looking at, I'm looking at you right now. Been there, but, done that. Hey, but, you know, what's interesting, in, in 1936, only one country boycotted the German uh, Olympics over because of uh, Hitler. You know who, what country that was? Russia. Isn't That's that interesting. interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, everybody else came, and Russia was like, nah, Hitler's a bad guy. We, we, we ain't down with that. And well, also, there say, are a lot of – well, let me tell you something else, too, just to go off on a slight soccer tangent for a second on the World Cup thing. Do you know, Garland – I've given it away now. Do you know where Christopher Steele first got directly involved with the FBI? It was over the, the World Cup – controversy remember this guy uh, Seth the, the, the bribes, bri oh, yeah but the, the, all the bribes the supposed bribery thing that was seth that was uh christopher Steele. that was christopher Steele, and he worked with james comey who was the uh state's attorney from new york and they brought indictments so this is before he worked on ukraine christopher Steele, the guy behind the dossier yep. he first started working with the fbi 
on this thing, and it was about the how upset people were that Russia ended up with the World Cup. Well, one of the things the World Cup is a big, right? It's a really big deal. Well, Michael, one of the not so much here. One of the things that first things that I thought was, you know, this is an evidence. But when you look at motive and who has the who has the win or lose, I thought, how stupid would the Russians be? Like. Three a little over three months before they were uh, going to have the ability to to host the World Cup, particularly after they saw and and this is this may be me okay being a little conspiratorial, but this is my this is my thoughts. After everyone in the world, the the the, the Hawks did not want a peaceful resolution to North Korea; they wanted an attack. But after the cultural exchanges at the at the in the Winter Olympics between North Korea and South Korea. And that seems really to have set those two countries on a track more like towards working out their differences diplomatically. I feel like there may be people who would look at the World Cup and say, you know, that's the kind of cultural exchange that Russia may be able to use to diplomatically start to, to move their issues with the West more on a diplomatic track, and maybe people may say, ah, we got to stop that. I mean, I'm being a little you conspiratorial. Haven't you haven't seen the World Cup, I guess. But I'm throwing it out there. So what are your thoughts on that? Because how stupid would that be when you've got the World Cup coming up? I mean, after you just saw how successful the Korean um, uh, 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 Olympics were to say, oh, well, I'm going to do something to screw that up. They'd have to be crazy, and I don't think they're crazy. Go ahead. They would be completely foolish. This Russia is going to be on the global stage. The World Cup is one of the most watched events in the world. Uh, probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of, uh, of 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 soccer fans will travel to Russia to to watch the games. They've it invested in new stadiums. They would be completely foolish to tarnish the country's image so close to such a major international event, which, like you said, is an opportunity for Russia to showcase uh, its, you know, to showcase itself to the world. Why would they want to throw that into the garbage? Uh, you know, it's completely illogical. But you know, we're not talking in terms of logic here, unfortunately. Well, because one of the things about the World Cup too is when they have it in countries. It's around the country. It's not like in one right. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at different points, so it becomes a big tourist thing. By the way, we have to ask the question, Michael. How's what's what's uh, Greece's Football. World Cup? What's yeah. going on with them in the World Cup? <laughs> um, uh, there's actually two problems here. First of all, the Greek team didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yep. Uh, uh, this summer, and then there's another problem, which is that there's been. Crazy things going on in Greek soccer. Um, it's a long and complicated uh, story that involves, unfortunately, politics as well. Uh, but to boil it down, Greece right now is actually facing expulsion from wow. national soccer competition, and that includes the national team and the club teams uh, out of Greece as well. Um, this was actually a recommendation that was made to FIFA, which is the world governing body uh, for soccer, uh, yesterday. And Greece basically has about a month and a half or so to implement major changes. And all of this really stems out of an incident uh, a, a few weeks ago where the owner of uh, one of uh, Greece's biggest teams stormed the football field after a very controversial uh, decision by the referee, and he was armed. He was toting a gun. Oh, my Whoa. God. 
I've seen, look, I've seen some little lead games where the par- where parents have flipped out, you know, to referees, but never one that you know, like an armed madman who, who owns the team. Yeah, that's amazing. Never the team president, and uh, it's led to a big backlash because, on the one hand, this is unprecedented for Greece and for pretty much European soccer for something like this to happen. At the same time, this particular owner, a man by the name of Ivan Savidis, he's seen to be very, very close to the current Syriza-led government. And what looks like it's ha- what it looks like is that the the government here is trying to find ways to be lenient on Savili's. They issued a decision today where he was fined and banned from uh, appearing in football stadiums for three years, but he appeared on the pitch with a gun. I mean, the law says specific things about uh, incidents like that, and it seems like he's getting off very lightly. They might get really tough with him and say he can only use a twenty-two next time. They just might right. say... <laughs> if you're going to shoot a ref, you need a small caliber gun. That's exactly right. they got to uh, do that. Michael, once again, great report. Appreciate it. Like I say, we don't really – are you following the World Cup, Carlin? No, I haven't. Been. Not at all. The, yeah. the, well, the U.S. team didn't qualify. Producer Eric is. I mean, if, if the, name one player in the U.S. team. Uh, the guy with the braids. I don't know. There's a tall guy with braids that's really good. I don't know his name. The guy but the, I, but they're, they were fun to watch. Apparently not that fun. They didn't qualify. I'm just saying. But, but in, in Europe – Oh my gosh! Like around the world, around the literally around the world. My nephew lived in world. Brazil. My nephew lived in Brazil when the when the Brazilian soccer games were on. He was a skateboarder. They'd go out and skateboard on the highways because there were no cars moving. Hey, Michael, great appearance. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll put the URL out. He's always a great guest. Yes, and we got to get. You know what I want him to come on and talk about sometime is Cyprus. Yes, because a lot of when I hear about Cyprus, what do you think of? Shell companies? Shell companies. That's exactly right. So, I don't know. Bill Browder? I'm, right. Or, <laughs> or, or, well, or Paul Manafort. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Manafort's been accused of using these Cypriot. Probably most really rich people, that's what they do. You know what I mean? Cypriot, Cypriot's another way of saying Cypressian, I guess. It's the right way to say you're, you're Cypriot. This is the right way to exactly. say it. I don't. I always find it weird when words switch around like that, but that's fine. Cyprus but I, is that Greek? What's that? Is that like disputing? Well, see, there's a Greek, why are you asking Turkey, me all that stuff. We just had the guy who knew oh. on the show, but now the segment's over. So we got to get him on again because I actually would. I'm very interested. Yes. In the questions you're asking, what's the deal with Cyprus? Why do they have shell? Why do they have so many shell companies there? Are they hiring? That kind of thing. There we go. Maybe we, we got can start more a phone coming on shell company. And listen to Paul Lines with Nixon and Stranahan.